Rebecca. And Lily. And you're listening to Just Ghoulie Things. Hey, Boo Things, and welcome back to Just Ghoulie Things, the quarantine spooky story special, episode 80. And we are your bootyful hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hey. So I wanted to shout out Ashlyn real quick because as you guys know from if you've listened to the other millions of episodes we have so far, um, I am one to always harass you guys to rate and review on Apple Podcasts uh, just to the more that you rate and review us, the more exposure we get, the more likely we will be on other people's suggestions, yada, 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 algorithm, blah, blah, blah. So... Ashlyn uh, wrote in five stars and titled her review, Simply the Best, and then goes to review OG listener here. These girls have been amazing since the beginning. They're so friendly and have built such an amazing community. If you need a good ghost story or just need to talk to someone about an experience you've had with the paranormal, then these are the girls you want to listen to. I love that. Yep, so shout out Ashlyn to one of our OG boo things, and uh, definitely send us your you know send us your reviews uh if we haven't seen them already i mean i go through them i try to go through them like every day um because i always i always love seeing your positive feedback so uh if you want us to read a review that you want to post you got to post on apple Podcasts. so if you're listening on apple Podcasts, if you're not listening on apple Podcasts, but you have an iphone you could just go to the podcast app Type in just ghouly things, and then it gives you the option to rate us, which preferably five stars, and then gives you the option to review as well as give us the rating. So um, every little rate and review counts. Uh, so thanks in advance, guys. Yeah. So uh, Look at us, running a business. Trying to adult, you know, <laughs> trying to make it in this world. But anyway, back to why we are here. Um, we are going to be reading you some spooky, kooky, ooky stories ranging from aliens, cryptids, doppelgangers, you name it. We've probably talked about it more than once on this show. So without further ado, Lily, let's get started with your first story. All right. My first story is called, I've seen a woman in my house. In some parts of my house, I feel a really bad energy. I decided to tell my dad, but he doesn't believe in, quote, that kind of thing, end quote. My mom is very spiritual, and she taught me to be more sensitive, but she moved away five years ago. Since I remember, I've seen shadows and been hearing all kinds of noises. I already got used to it. I don't get scared anymore. It's just that this woman feels different. The first time I saw her, I was in the kitchen washing dishes. From a second, I started... From a second... I started to feel, probably for a second, I started to feel really uncomfortable. There is a window in front of the sink, and when I looked at it, there she was, like three meters behind me. I can't explain it. It's not a shadow, more like a silhouette, all black. I can't see her face, but at the same time, I know when she is staring at me, and I can clearly see the shape of her body, really skinny and tall. At that point, I thought it was a reflection, and I ignored it. But since that moment, I've seen her for seconds almost every day, two times in my room, standing in front of my bed. And every time she comes closer, I'm really, I'm not really scared of her. I just feel that she wants to tell me something. I don't know how to be with her for more time. I just wish she would stop being shy. The end. 
Sometimes I, th- I think it's not necessarily that they're shy. It could be. But sometimes they just can't produce enough energy to stay there for longer periods of time. So if I were if I were this person, I would call in a medium to kind of see what's going on. I, I a thousand percent agree. Definitely. Because maybe they'll be able to lead you in a better direction of how you can how you can communicate with them on your own. Um, maybe they'll just be able to tell you the message right then and there and then you take it from there of what you want to do. Uh, I think that's a really good suggestion, Lou. Thank you. I'm full of them. All right. My next story is titled, Maybe Someone Can Explain What Happened to Me. I had an experience while sleeping over at my friend's club. Sometimes I crash there when I want to save money on accommodations while traveling. It's an industrial area surrounded by warehouses and manufacturers just to give you a feel for this kind of building. I was sleeping up in the loft of the building when suddenly I was awakened by an intense pounding on one of the fire exit doors. It kept going really aggressively for about a minute or two. I just laid there scared because I knew the previous owner of the club was a bit of a prick and liked to do things to the building to give the new owners trouble. (laughs) Assuming it was that I just laid there and told myself if he comes into the club, then I'll get up and confront him, but I mostly wanted to stay out of other people's business and just go back to sleep. Same. The pounding stopped and then moved into another fire exit door on the same side of the building. More really hard pounding on the door for a minute. Then it stopped. My boyfriend was sleeping next to me and is a really deep sleeper and didn't hear any of this. So I tried to wake him up, and this is when I realized I can't move. I literally thought to myself, okay, wow, I have sleep paralysis. Okay, I'll just wait here. I used to get sleep paralysis as a kid, but have never had it as an adult. But as a kid, it was just a sensation of not being able to move, and that's it. No scary visions or anything like that. I laid there just trying to be patient. This is when things got weird. As I lay there, I started getting this feeling of not being sure if my eyes were open or closed. Then I kind of lost control of them, and to this day, I'm not sure if they were opened during this at all or closed. I was really confused. The banging started all over again, but this time it was moving. It sounded like someone was running to each fire door in the building. There's at least ten. It's a really big club. And banging on every single one of them. I tried to move again, but still I couldn't. At first, the banging seemed like it was going from door to door and shaking it so violently, but then they all started getting shaken at the same time. The noise was so loud, it sounded like there was a storm or something outside, but it was a clear summer night. I laid there scared and unable to move, not sure if I had even control over my eyelids, unsure if my eyes were open or closed, and then I saw these faces. They came swooping down at me. Imagine laying down and having someone looking down at your face and blowing smoke into it. These smoky face things would come down from the ceiling and swoop down really close to my face, kind of look at me or check me out or something. And then when they got too close, they just turned into air. They would come down in groups, like three or four, one face right after the other, get about 10 inches from my face and then dissipate. I'll try my best to describe the faces. They were either made of smoke or surrounded by it. The eyes were just black and kind of big, like your skull looks without the eyeball. No teeth that I could see, just faces had narrow jaws and chins. The smoke surrounding them was a light gray, but the faces were more of a darker gray. No bodies attached. Can anyone shed some light on what happened here? I know it wasn't a nightmare. I knew 100% I was awake and just unable to move. It wasn't a terrifying experience by any means. I'm not easily scared, but it was definitely unique and weird and had stuck with me since last summer. I'm hoping someone can help me figure out what had happened. The end. Wow. So I love that this person is like, I know it. Like, I, I'm not, I, this wasn't a terrifying experience by any means. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? That is a terrifying it would be experience. If it was me. 
Hell yeah. I do not need anything, especially when I can't control my body being right in front of my face, looking like a skull. Uh, no thanks. Yeah, hell no. I liked the, um, okay, sleep paralysis. I'll just hang out and wait. Yeah, I said no one ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've had sleep paralysis before. It's the scariest thing in the fucking world. I've Usually not gotten them one after never. nightmares, though, so I guess I'm a little different. Yeah, but Although no. this person's, like, experiencing a nightmare with sleep paralysis, and they're like, okay, I'll just hang out and wait. Yeah, I'll just go with the vibes, you know? See what see what the other spirits are doing. But yeah, yeah so... Yeah, right, exactly. Someone commented, and they're like, the fact that there are a lot of dark shadowy coloring makes me feel like these are negative entities, shadow beings, non-human, who usually try tactics to get a reaction out of a person and usually fear. So um, it seems like maybe these spirits just failed at trying to... Um, attack their victim because their victim wasn't scared they were just they just found it weird and unique that was what they said so um yeah get weird you. and unique i love that i'd be like uh scary fucking terrifying absolutely horrifying traumatizing i'm gonna die we're all gonna die get you a friend that finds things that are actually horrifying as weird and unique so spirits don't attach to you and attack you in your sleep Ooh, genius moral of the story i guess yeah. All right, Lily, what's your next story? All right. Something was touching me while I was sleeping. I just joined this sub because of this experience, and I feel stupid for writing this, but I need to say it. And maybe someone has, see- has some insight or advice or comfort, so here it goes. I've lived in my house for three years, and nothing weird has ever happened. Nothing has ever happened to me, period. Not like this. Nothing ever that couldn't be explained until last night. But last night, I was asleep and woke up and sat up in bed because I swear I felt something pressing down on my thigh over my blanket. I looked around, nothing there. I looked over at my husband and he was on the other side of the bed, sound asleep. I was like, what the fuck? So I was like, maybe it was him? But his feet and arms weren't even near me. So I laid back down like I was laying on my side, and seconds later, again, I felt something pressing down on my lower leg. I shot back up and looked around. Nothing. At this point, I was freaked the fuck out. Looked at my husband again, and he is still out. There's no air blowing the blanket or anything. I stay up for a few minutes, and nothing happened. So I laid back down, readjusted my blanket, and stayed awake with my eyes open, thinking, what the hell is going on? And then again... For the third time, I felt that same thing. This time, I was definitely totally wide awake. I, it was a feeling of pressure pressing down on my blanket where my leg and thigh was and in the same area as before. Just like somebody was there pressing down on my blanket where my leg was. Not hard enough to hurt or anything, but hard enough to be obvious and easily felt. I sat up in bed again and panicked. I looked around the room, sorry, I looked around the room and sat there for several minutes, scared, confused, just did not understand. So I woke my husband up and asked him to hold me. He did and I laid there and didn't feel anything else. I checked the time, it was like 5.20 a.m. then. Eventually I fell back asleep, but thinking about this all day, I know this is definitely not normal. Like I said, I never experienced anything like that before, and I was not asleep or dreaming. My husband said it was probably the air conditioner flapping the blanket about, but it was not it. 
It was firm pressure pressing on me over the blanket. Now my husband has to work and I have to sleep alone tonight and I'm still wondering what the fuck. There seems to be no explanation for it and it was really, really weird. So yeah, that's what happened. Wow. Imagine something just kind of like caressing you in the middle of the night at fucking five in the morning. No, thanks. I hate being touched in general. So the <laughs> fact that something I cannot see is touching me and I have no control over it is such a horrific thought. Yeah. And I think you would know the difference between if the air conditioner was like flapping your blanket in such a way or if you feel this pressure on you. You just mm-hmm. know. Like, that's just something instinctively as human beings we can... we I think we're smart enough to decipher. Yeah, I think it all goes back to going with your gut feeling and trusting that gut feeling. So, do you think that because it, this was kind of described as, like, an, a caressing feeling, even though this person was clearly freaked out about it, do you think this was meant to be more of, like, a spirit guide comforting? Or do you think this was something demonic trying to take advantage of someone in their most vulnerable state, which is sleeping? Um, that's a good question. I feel like if it were to happen more than once, I'd feel like it was... I'd feel like it was maybe something comforting, but I don't know. I just have a bad feeling about it. Mm. There's something creepy about it. Yeah, definitely. But maybe it's just creepy because it's the unknown. I don't know. I mean, it's it, this wasn't described as weird and unique, so <laughs> I don't know. Why, yeah. I don't know how we should take the story. Especially because nothing happened before. If there was like a pattern, some kind of pattern we could see in it, we'd be able to tell if it was something trying to comfort her or if it was something being creepy. True. But it's hard to tell. Yeah. Okay. My next story is titled, Apparition Peering Around Corners. Backstory. My family has a double-wide trailer out in the countryside of Virginia that has been in my father's family for years. We would always visit the property all throughout my childhood. There is a lake about a mile down the road that is open to the public, so we often would go there to fish and swim. Prior to me having my experience, I do remember my oldest brother telling me about an experience he had when he was young. He told me that he was pretty young at the time and woke up scared, but Poppy, grandfather, appeared to him and reassured him not to be scared and to go back to sleep. Fast forward to when I was about a freshman in high school. My two older brothers had stopped coming on these family getaways since they were older, working, and doing generic older brother things. (laughs) (laughs) Just older generic brother things. Just older brother (laughs) things. Oh, God, help us. So this time... I like about the same thing. We've been doing this too long. Too long. 80 days too long. Um, Okay. So this time, it was just my parents and my dog and myself. We got there around midday, and the whole afternoon, everything went smooth. But it wasn't until that night that I started noticing the apparition watching me. We were in the living room, and we were watching a movie, and through the corner of my eye, I caught a glimpse of a blacked-out human peering out from around the corner from the bathroom, and when I looked over directly at the spot, the apparition had faded away. This happened two more times, one from the master bedroom and another time from the kitchen. I was pretty bothered by seeing this and even mentioned it to my parents, but they brushed it off as, you're tired, and using the classic, you should go to bed, mister. I still didn't feel comfortable and even got my dog to sleep in the back room with me. The entire night, I just had an unnerving feeling that I was being watched. It wasn't helping that less than a half hour later, my dog started to whine and I let her out of the room. She liked sleeping in my parents' room. I guess my nerves got the best of me and I ran into my parents' room crying and refused to go back into the bedroom. About a, I know, right? 
About a month later, we were in New York, and I told my aunt about the story, and she mentioned to me that it was most likely Grammy. She had only seen me twice when I was a baby before she passed away, and she probably just wanted to check in and see how I was doing. Both my grandparents loved visiting the property, and before they used to sleep in the back area, but back then there, back then there was an older trailer there. She also recommended that we put a bottle of red wine in the back room as an offering. Me and my father did did visit their grave and we did ask nicely for her just to respect our privacy there is a picture of my grandmother when she was in here early 20s i personally get a creepy vibe from the picture i've been up to the property a fairly good amount of time and haven't experienced anything since that but i do feel like grandmother's spirit is still up there and enjoys watching her son and grandkids growing up the end that's kind of sweet yeah i don't i don't hate this story it is a nice story i mean obviously i I think the reason why this child got really freaked out about the the presence of the grandmother is because he didn't remember the grandmother he was so young yeah when she had visited visited him when she was alive that i think it's one thing when you can sense when someone you know is in the room that you recognize them, you acknowledge their yeah. presence. But when it's someone that you've never or you don't remember meeting, obviously that's a whole stranger to you. So obviously you're going to feel weirded out when you feel so, when you feel they're there. Absolutely, and and it probably also didn't occur to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it could two be two together. Yeah, his Grammy. Especially, I'm you assuming know, he so was super young. This is the uh, good reason why you should never be afraid to share your story uh-huh. because you because you'll get answers definitely you just might get an answer if you you know share your story and i like that suggestion of of a of an offering and for her it was the red wine um i'm assuming it was maybe because she liked the red wine i don't know if there's any other spiritual symbolism to the red wine i have to look into that but um yeah if you do your research if you can try to figure out who it is that is in your house or wherever you're experiencing this paranormal thing and you offer them something that maybe they like it's kind of like um like a like a olive branch of like oh here you know let's yeah. just you know let's both respect each other and our privacies and we'll be good to go and it seems like that worked yeah i i'm 100% with you all right what's your third story for today all right my third story for today is called huge black being with evil yellow eyes this happened like four months ago i just found this sub so that's why i didn't post about this earlier so four of us were in a car driving along this country road country road (laughs) again (laughs) i had to i'm sorry anyways um there, were, there was no lighting on the side of the road, and it was basically just in the middle of the fields. It was late, but we were chatting as normal. A huge silence broke out when we saw a huge four to five meter tall being on the side of the road. I remember it looked very evil. It was just standing on the field. It noticed us, then gave us a stare for about a second, and then proceeded to gross the huge field in about five seconds until we couldn't see it anymore it was kind of like a rolling movement well first i thought i was seeing my own things until i saw my friends shocked faces they had seen the exact same thing as i had i couldn't believe what was happening i was kind of skeptical and had never seen anything like that so i wanted to go back to see if there were tracks or anything left but my friends were so scared that we just drove off 
we've been talking about this, and the really scary part is that everybody described the figure and situation in exactly the same way. We are sure it's not just some animal because it was so fast and so huge. I'll probably never know what it was, but I'd be curious to know if anyone else has been in a similar situation or seen anything like that. The end. We love some validation stories. That's spooky kooky Seeing just a, a dark being with glowing eyes. Uh-huh. And the fact that they all experienced the same exact thing and nothing was different from what each of them experienced. Yeah, that's something that, like, interrogators look for in crimes mm-hmm. to see if they're telling the truth. Yeah, yeah. That, that is, I wonder what it was. Like, do you think it was a cryptid? Do you think it was a shadow person? Do you think it was the hot man? Mothman, maybe. They couldn't see the detail because it was too Ooh. dark. Mothman. Check out Mothboy's podcast. Shout out. Shout out. Okay. Uh, my next story is titled, Something on My Porch. This happened last night, and this is from my fiancé's perspective. My fiancé was driving me home late at night. It was around midnight, and when he pulled onto my street, he slowed down to a stop near my house and stared at my porch. I was preoccupied with my phone and noticed that he was acting weird. I asked what was going on, and he wouldn't tell me. I begged him to tell me what happened, but he wouldn't budge. But I had a feeling it was something weird. We drive around to the back of my house and get out and I get out of the car. It was a bit weird because it was 60 degrees outside, but we could see our breath. He still refused to tell me what he saw until I was safe in my room. He texted me that he saw a black figure around five foot six inches tall standing on my porch. He thought Ooh. it might have been my mom going out for a smoke and was going to point it out to me when its head turned toward him and he saw glowing gold eyes before it disappeared. It took me a while to relax and fall asleep after that. The end. Holy shit. Yeah. What's up with these creepy black figures with these glowing eyes of different colors? It's the theme of the day, baby. That it, it tis. Tis. Tis is. Tizzes. <laughs> but what the hell is this? It, with glowing gold eyes. And it's about the it's about an average height of a woman figure, or it could be a really, really short man. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, what could this have been? What do you think this was? Honestly, I think it might have been some kind of cryptid. Ooh, we love a good cryptid story. We do. Let me look up if there's any symbolism to gold eyes. Let's see. Gold eyes, sim- spirits. Let's see. Supernatural. Hmm. Let's see. There's not really anything that I'm seeing from my quick search, but um, if you guys know if there's any symbolism behind a, a black figure with gold eyes, email us at... Just Podcast at gmail.com. Very curious to know. All right, Lily, what's your next story? Okay. My next story is called My Weird Dream Slash Experience After Playing with the Ouija Board. So this story's a little long, so strap in, y'all. I'm strapped. This is a true story I never thought I would post, but it seems fitting. Also, I have never believed in paranormal stuff. I consider myself a skeptic, and to this day, I try to look for rational explanations, but I don't know what to believe about this. I bought a Ouija board a while ago. Me and my best friend wanted to play it, so I bought it and had it delivered to my house. It cost me about $70. Holy shit. 
This was not the typical board we have all seen. This was a very heavy wooden board in the shape of a circle with the alphabet around it and a carved tree right in the middle on top of a circular glass. Interesting. I did not wait for my friend to play. So in the middle of the night, I don't know exactly what time it was. I was sitting on my bed with the lights on and started to play. I was very nervous, even though I thought it was bullshit. The indicator moved in a motion resembling the infinity sign. It moved quite fast, but I kept thinking, I'm nervous, and somehow the energy must be transferring in some way, or I may be moving the indicator unconsciously. Okay, smart. Um, after asking a few questions, the indicator kept moving in the same motion without saying anything. I called bullshit and gave up. As soon as I touched the board to put it away, the indicator jumped towards me. That shit scared the fuck out of me. So I quickly put the board under my bed. Yeah, I know. I was a stupid teenager. And turned off the lights, thought about it for a few minutes, but went to sleep right after, since I was really tired. The dream. I was in my childhood home that had big windows at the front. I was with my cousin in the kitchen, and he gave me this white-looking thing that looked like styrofoam. He claimed that it was a drug that made you see people the way they truly are. I ate it and nothing happened. And we walked out towards the front door where the big windows are located from inside my house. I saw my family members sitting outside all hanging out. We were about to walk out the door to be with the fam. My cousin walked out before I did. As soon as I was about to walk out, I noticed my cousin stopping looking towards the left, very rigid and noticed how each one of my family members was also looking in that same direction. They looked petrified with fear. As I noticed this, I was about to look out of curiosity, and I hear one of my family members say in an agitated and terrified voice, please don't look, whatever you do, please don't look, otherwise you will never be able to stop looking at her. OMG. <laughs> I walked out the house without looking, and I positioned myself against the car. Looking the opposite way, but curiosity got the best of me, and I looked at the reflection of the window, and OMG, I saw a naked lady. Her skin was falling off her entire body and face, kind of like Silent Hill type shit, and she was dancing like one of those tribal dances around the fire, but she was moving forward as she danced, and her head did not move. It was only her floating body that danced and continued to move forward, getting closer and closer to me. So I closed my eyes shut, super scared, but I knew she was approaching me. Then I felt a hand touching my shoulder, going down to the side of my breast, my torso, my leg, and when it reached my ankle, the hand wrapped around it and pulled me really hard. Ooh. I opened my eyes and I was in the darkness of my room, but in front of me, by my feet, was a tall dark silhouette of a man just what? standing there looking at me then it slowly crawled under my bed where the Ouija board was at that point I was the most scared I have ever been in my life and I closed my eyes praying I'm not even religious and as soon as I opened my eyes it was the next day my room was fully lit and it was around 1 p.m. even though it felt like I closed my eyes for no more than a few seconds the first thing I did was call my boyfriend crying telling him everything that happened he didn't know I had bought the board, but I told him everything. And I begged him to please take the board and throw it away and made him promise me not to look at it. I thought that I thought that thing was cursed. And also I was ashamed of playing 
with that type of stuff, so I put it in a black trash bag and he took it. This happened a few years ago, but I still remember it clearly. And up to this day, I think that it was probably my mind playing games with me, but at that moment, even in the dream, it felt like real life. I'm kind of curious to know if the dream may have had any meaning after all, other than it being a nightmare. The end. Um... So I agree that I think this person was just kind of spooked and had a bad dream. But like, but I what think, is the man that she saw? I think that the I think that because of the Ouija board, it conjured up some sort of evil entity that was showing themselves in her dream, mm-hmm. and then showed themselves in person too. Okay, like yeah. they like shape shift. You know what I? You know what I mean? Yeah, I completely see your point. What like what is so you think it was a bad dream, but you can't explain the actual being once you woke up? Yeah, exactly. I think that it was just a bad dream because, like, I mean, we all have nightmares unprovoked. Imagine if you did something spooky, kooky, yooky. Mm-hmm. Of course, you have a bad dream. So, I'm just trying to be as logical as possible, but I really cannot think of an explanation for the man at the edge of her bed. Well, you know my suggestion when it comes to situations like this. Don't fuck with a fucking Ouija board. It's really pretty simple. Circular, triangular, rectangle. I don't give a fuck what the Ouija board looks like. If it's a, if it has Ouija in front of the word board, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. My next story is titled, I Spoke to a Farmer Ghost. So, my old house was built on top of an old farm. We were in the house from new, so it was only about six years old when this happened. Uh, It was a summer's night, so even though it was about eight or nine at night, it was still really bright, and I remember it so vividly ten years later. Me and my brother were in bed, mom was in the shower, and dad had gone to work. He's a policeman, so he works shifts. I heard big work boots walk through the hallway downstairs, so I came out of my room, and as I did... My brother followed, and we both said, Did you hear that? I shouted down to see if Dad maybe had forgotten something and came back, as he also wore big work boots, but I got no answer. I didn't feel scared or nervous, so I went downstairs and just stood a couple stairs up before the bottom in case there was someone there. I shouted hello while I was was standing there, and someone said hello back. It sounded like an older man. I doubt that was the last thing this person thought was going to happen. Like, you just say hello, and you just expect for nothing to reply back because you think there's nothing there. And then you're like... you actually hear something? Yeah, like, at that point, be like, all right, well, I didn't expect expect to get this far, so I'm going the fuck upstairs. Anyway, um, sounded like an older man. I then walked down to the bottom of the stairs so I could see right through the house, and there was no one there. After the hello, there was nothing. No other footsteps. It just disappeared. Nothing ever like that happened again in the house, apart from the odd smell of hay every now and then. I don't know whether you can get ghost horses, lol. I'm pretty open-minded about this kind of stuff. I've seen a few gray figures, but again, I've never felt nervous like they were bad. It's all just very interesting. Huh. Yeah, no, hearing... I would nope the fuck out of the house if I heard someone say hello. I mean, at least me. at least the spirit was nice and was like, hey, just letting you know I'm here. Hey, what's going on? I'm just about to uh, 
you know, ride my horses and do farmer stuff. True. But, uh, yeah, I don't, that's, that's a very, I, I could imagine that being a very spooky, kooky, ooky story. But, like, this person said, like, I, like, in my first story, they didn't feel nervous. It was just very interesting, very unique. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, um, that's the story of a ghost farmer. Huh. All right, Lily. Fascinating. What's your, what's your last story? Okay. This one is also kind of long. It's called, My sisters and I were awoken by a painful whimper that resonated from a strange black mirror in our childhood home. So we already kind of know what happens with this one, but still, let's read it. <laughs> I'm not really a believer in the supernatural, but I've had two or three unexplainable experiences that give me goosebumps to this day. One of those very experiences happened to me and my family back in 2009 when I was in high school. A few weeks prior to this, my whole family and I had gone through an extremely traumatic experience where we got tied up and robbed at gunpoint by five men in our home here in South Africa. Oh, God. It was a fairly big house, and we each had our own rooms, but my two sisters and I decided to put our mattresses together in the living room and sleep there till the end of the month before moving to our new home where we felt safer. All of us were already terrified being in that house, and what we heard that night just sent us over the edge. Dot, dot, dot. I just spat all over my phone <laughs> saying that. Um, we all went to sleep at around 8 p.m., and our little dog snuggled amongst us. At the entrance to the living room in this house, there was this strange black glass mirror slash wall that was about a meter wide and two meters tall. This glass always freaked us out because it seemed to have no purpose. You couldn't really see your reflection too well in it, as well as as it was really, really dark, and our dog often barked at it for no reason. At this point, we didn't care about the glass wall, and we were more scared of real intruders, so we put our silly fears aside and set up our sleeping area right in front of it. We were all sleeping soundly at around 3 a.m., all of us woke up at the same time to the sound of what I can only describe as a painful, long, ominous moan. It started out like a low whimper and went on for a few seconds before increasing in volume and ending in a scream. It lasted for what felt like 10 seconds and we all woke up right at the beginning and sat up. The sound felt like it was coming from right in front of us and our dog went crazy before cowering as if someone was there. I grabbed my sister's hand, and as soon as the sound stopped, my eldest sister jumped up and smashed on the light. Our dog just stared at the mirror. Uh, shit. Our dog just stared at the mirror with his hair standing up straight as nails. We immediately went to the opposite side of the house and woke my parents, who were told that. To this day, I think about that moan and how painful and depressing it sounded. There was no way I was just hearing things because we all woke up and heard it together. My sisters were way older than me, and they always tried to discredit anything paranormal, but that incident spooked them and made them think otherwise. I like to think that the culmination of all the bad energy, fear, anxiety, and trauma we had experienced during the robbery conjured up something that was an incarnation of sadness and despair. I heard its voice that night. The end. Wow. That's a really interesting point of thinking of like all those traumatic events. It, it really does make sense that 
you hear these houses that have murders in them and, and, and all this robberies, traumatic things that have happened. If only walls could talk, right? And it's kind of like, yeah, right? in a way, this is kind of like the walls are talking and it's the manifestation of all this negative energy that uh, there was no resolution for. And it just becomes this really dark energy that everyone, like all these people can sense. Uh, so it doesn't necessarily mean that it's an actual being of someone that passed away. Um, mm-hmm. It's just energy. I mean, that's what spirits are. They're energy. So it makes yeah. sense that this could be an explanation for why they're experiencing this. Interesting. I mean, yeah, that trauma kicks up a lot of energy. And I think that the, all of that negative energy might have mustered something up that might have been lying around True. if that makes sense it's like they were feeding off they need like they were feeding off of that energy to make themselves stronger and make themselves more known yeah exactly like they needed something to feed off of and that's what it was yeah for sure okay my last story i i put this one last because i just thought the title alone was hysterical is the baby woke us up last night which would have been fine Except we don't have a baby. Oh, God. So I have a long history of seeing ghosts, family trait, long story, and living in haunted houses. But I finally found a home that wasn't haunted, for the most part. Now, freaky stuff is happening, and I'm not sure why it's starting now after living there for two years without real incident. For the last year or so, we've heard disembodied mewling sounds at odd times during the night and day. We've always thought it was a cat of some kind, but perhaps our cat but the thing is my cat got surgery and has been at the vet for two days and the mewing hasn't stopped it's not the cat <laughs> then <laughs> early this morning around 1 30 a.m my fiance and i were woken up at the same time by a baby crying near the side of our bed it sounded like a real baby crying it was right up close to the side of the bed where i sleep and no one else was in the house we don't have tv or devices in our room and there's no explanation for hearing an infant squalling at 1 30 a.m I plan on saging the bedroom today, but as someone who has had the misfortune of living in haunted houses before, I fear that this sort of thing is just here to stay. Is just here to stay. Saging, in my experience, is a temporary fix, and they always return. What's to be done about phantom babies and weird mewling sounds throughout the house? The end. Well, I mean, it's good that they're saging. Yeah, but like they said, it's a temporary fix. Doesn't mean that it's going to go away forever. Um, I mean, I would think maybe either bringing in a medium. Because clearly, maybe it's the person that's haunted. Yeah, right? Because they said that they've lived in multiple haunted places before. Yeah. And maybe it just takes a while for, like, the spirit to, you know, make itself known. It could be they just bought something for the house that there was some attachment to it. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, that's what I'm getting from that. What about you? Um, I mean, I like the idea, well, I don't like the idea, but, um, I can see it being that the person is a sensitive and just wherever they go, they're going to, something's going to be attached to them. Mm-hmm. They did say it's a family trait of seeing this sort of thing. So they may yeah. have an ability. I think it could be. And I, I wonder why a baby, you know, that could be, you know, something tragic. It could be something disguising itself. Mm-hmm. Ooh, something disguising itself as a baby. <sighs> no, thanks. Oh, no God. Thanks. Have you ever seen those adults who dress up as babies? Um, yes. Yes. I want to do that. <laughs> How 
have hire someone to change your diaper and walk you and yep. stuff. Yep, just never leave bed. That's literally going to be me like five years from now. You watch, guys. You're going to you're gonna hear this podcast is going to blow up. We're going to get super rich and famous. And then they're going to do like in 10 years from now, like, oh, where are they now? And then <laughs> and we're both going to be next to the baby. Just diaper thing. I don't hate it. <laughs> All right, guys, on that very disturbing note, that concludes this episode of Jess Ghoulie Things, the Quarantine Spooky Story Special, episode 80. Thank you so much, Boo Things, for listening. And Lily, do you have anything to wrap us up with before we shout out our socials? Um, Don't fuck with a Ouija board. How many times do we have to say it, even if it's round, it, even if it's in the shape of a circle? Clearly, it's not enough. Clearly, we haven't said it enough times. And I don't think we've said it enough times either. Rate and review us on fucking Apple Podcasts. Five <laughs> stars and tell everyone how awesome we are. If you don't have Apple Podcasts, find a way to get it, guys. Come on. Help your girls out. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, geez. We do so much for you. We read your 10 stories every day. I'm, co- I'm sort of kidding, but I'm also super fucking serious. Find You know what? Steal an iPhone if you don't have one. I mean, do whatever you can. Get your hands on if your grandparents have one you know just put it in under grammy's username tell even they don't listen to us fuck it just start typing in awesome ass reviews and the funnier and more awesome the review is we'll read on the show i don't mind oh my god my grandma just got an iphone and she's been sending group texts to numbers i don't recognize i think it's her friend nancy and she's sending them to you too yeah. What like, is what I, is the messages? Like Nancy's a nice lady, but like I don't want to text my grandma and her friend Nancy. <laughs> don't tell them I said that. Imagine like she puts you in a group chat and is just talking shit about you, but not realizing she's actually put you in the group. She's like, oh, my oh, grandchild, Lily. There's but, nine of them. Where the fuck do I unsign up for that? <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. All right. To the socials. Follow us on Instagram at. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and at Lily Baldessari. Twitter. JGT Podcast. Facebook like page. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Facebook private group. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast group. Donate to our Patreon. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience you'd like to share on our show, feel free to email us at justghoulietingspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, Boo Things, and we will talk to Boo tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye.